Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, August 2nd. Uh, as always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karcheski. And Truman's back, I guess. Started to show up last minute. Uh, I'm, I'm back, and I'm ready to talk about Ohio State. Yeah, so that's what we're going to get into. Probably the biggest story in sports right now. Urban Meyer, the head coach at Ohio State, was placed. Well, he's not the head coach right now. He is the head coach. Interim. He was placed on yeah, administrative yeah. leave, paid leave. He's being paid uh, while Ohio State completes their investigation. Uh, we'll get into it in a second, but just the, the basic facts about it. Um, Urban Meyer is assistant coach, wide receiver coach Zach Smith, was fired July, about three weeks ago. He was fired because he's a wife beater. He's a piece of shit. Uh, somebody He's been with Urban Meyer for the last couple years. Um, there's always been kind of rumors about him beating his wife and stuff like that. And Urban Meyer decided to fire him a couple weeks ago. Uh, apparently, he didn't know anything about it earlier in 2015. <laughs> he didn't know anything about it. Uh, the only reports, the only credible evidence right now are text messages sent from Zach Smith's wife to Urban Meyer's wife telling her about it. Apparently, she knew about it in 2015. There's no evidence out there that Urban Meyer knew about it. Zero evidence at all. But to be safe, Ohio State decided to place him on administrative leave. Um, my take on it is you're not, I, you should not fire a guy over zero evidence. I get it. Chances are he probably knew about it. And because, I mean, you, you talk to your wife. Your wife knows if your wife – but there is a chance that she didn't tell him, and he absolutely has no clue about it. Um, I trust Urban Meyer. When he was in Florida, obviously he had a lot of problems in Florida. He had 31 players arrested over his time in Florida. Uh, he had the whole Aaron Hernandez situation. Not really his fault, I would say. He did mess up certain aspects of it. Um, but he has really changed that around. Ohio State hasn't had many, you could count on your hand, two or three guys off the field type of issues in, in the last five years. You know, JT Barrett, who, you know, he changed that around. Carlos Hyde was suspended a couple games, but... Carlos Hyde's kind of changed it around. He's done a good job. He's gotten better. Uh, should he have fired Zach Smith the minute he heard about this? Yeah, but we don't know for sure when he heard about this. So I don't think he should be fired. I don't think he is going to be fired. If they, if he was going to be fired, I think they would have done it already. And I don't think he's going to be fired, and I don't think he deserves to be fired. I think he's a pig. I think Urban Meyer is an absolute money-grubbing pig. How money-grubbing pig? I mean, he's a head coach of college football. He gets paid a good... Um, I think he's an absolute pig. You mentioned all the players who got arrested in Florida, all the players who have had issues at Ohio State. All the players. Name three players who've had issues at Ohio State. Ezekiel Elliott's had issues. That's not at Ohio State. Carlos Hyde's had, had issues. issues. I like mentioned. I mentioned Carlos Hyde. I mentioned JT Barrett. Those You're telling me these guys, guys didn't have issues at Ohio State. J- JT Barrett and Carlos Hyde had well, issues okay, at Ohio okay. State. Well, okay, okay. 31 Ezekiel players Elliott. were arrested at Florida. Yeah, under that's not Ohio or State. under Urban Meyer's shit. That's not Ohio State. And na- well, now let's now let's see what he's got going on right now. He's got a he's got a head coach that he knew or head coach, head an coach. assistant coach that he knew about that was abusing his wife. And what did Urban Meyer do? He he, he went on the news him. and he said that he didn't know about it. He fired him. No, he's a pig. He, what do you mean? No, he fired him. He does. He lets these players get away with whatever. He was a the player. He was a coach, and he fired him. What, he what gets whoever's under his wing away with what they want. He and fired just if him. he can win some games, he doesn't care. He fired him. What do you? He knew about. It. Why did he say he didn't know about it? Show the evidence that he knew about. It. The only evidence you have is his wife knew. Okay. There's if no. You think his no, wife didn't tell him? Then you're wrong. But there's no credible evidence that his wife told him. You're gonna fire a guy based on no evidence at all. I think you're just gonna look at his resume and say, oh wait, 
How many players have been arrested let's under go, his term? Let's go up to, How many let's go up to Lansing, ways? Michigan. Let's go up to Lansing, Michigan. Notice Mark, Mark D'Antoni. There's been reports out that over 20 years, players were telling him about that gymnastics coach who committed multiple accounts of sexual abuse. And he didn't even get a sniff of firing. Why should Urban Meyer get fired over if he might have known? Depends on your university. Are you guys classy or you guys not? I don't think Michigan State's a class, classy university. I think he should have been fired a while ago. You think Urban Meyer should have been fired a while ago? I think No, I think... Listen, I think Mark D'Antoni should have been fired a while ago. It depends on, do you want your university represented well, or do you want it to be represented by a pig? But are you going to Ohio fight? State, I think, and is going I think to choose the to be big thing right now is people are dragging Urban Meyer through the mud when he... Zach Smith is the piece of shit in this whole story. Zach Smith is a guy who should be dragged through the mud like Urban Meyer, but he, you don't hear anything about him right now. All you're hearing about is how Urban Meyer did a bad job, and he did. He should have fired him a while ago. But at the end of the day, he did fire him. There's no evidence that he knew about it. And he's done a lot better job at keeping his players under control at Ohio State than he did at Florida. And there's no if ands, or buts about that. That's clear. The, uh, Ohio State leads the leads the Big Ten in all academic people. Everybody on their team goes on to have success in the NFL or even not in the NFL. He's done a great job. If you're going to kill a guy, you're going to fire him because he might have known about something, then I don't think that's fair. And the thing is, Zach Smith's wife called the police nine times and nothing happened. That's I don't think you should place all this blame on Urban Meyer, and I don't think he should lose his job because he might have known. So you're saying that – so it all comes down to a hypothetical of if he knew or if he didn't know. And there's no evidence that he knew. There's no clear-cut evidence well, that Well, none that we know. How do we know? How, none that we know. None, uh, no evidence that we know yet. Yeah, they're investigating, and Urban Meyer right? and Urban – yeah. They're yeah. investigating it, And right? if there is clear-cut evidence that he knew and he obvi- – And, and he was, said he didn't. Yeah, he said so he, he lied. Did. If he's clear-cut evidence that he knew, he should be fired. But I don't think there is, and I will be the first one – to, you know, wave the flag that we should fire Urban Meyer if there is clear evidence. Obviously, you do not support any of this. It should not be supported in any level of any sports, any sort of crime that you just let go. But right now, Urban Meyer should not be fired. I don't think they should have placed him Based on, on leave. Based on what you know. I think if they would have just let it go and kind of just let it not place him on administrative leave, this story would not be that big of a deal. But the, now that they placed him on leave, you know... It's going to blow up. I don't Based think it's as a big know, of a deal as people think. I don't think he's going to be fired. I think he's going to be fine. And in the next couple of weeks, he'll come back. His, his statement that he released last night sounded like he'll be back. I trust Urban Meyer. He's a great guy. He's not he's a pig. He's not a pig. He is a good guy who's tried to help people out over the years. Um, and they backstabbed him and made him look like a pig. <laughs> You look at, like, Aaron Hernandez. He brought Aaron Hernandez to his home every single night and did Bible study with him to help them talk through it. But he just he can't keep control of all this, even though he should be able to. It's a very difficult job, and I don't think he should be fired over this at all. Well, based on what you know, right? Based on what I know. Okay, okay. Because I think there's going to be more that comes out because I think he did know. And I think text messages from wife to wife, I think that will and he stated, come out. He stated before he tried to get Zach Smith help. He tried to help them through it, counseling. He knew they had problems in their marriage. Um, and, like, I don't think he's a piece of shit. Like, people are calling him a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He's done great things at Ohio State. He did great things at Florida. I don't think he is like what people think. And that's, I think, the biggest misconception throughout this whole story. We gotta people, get, well, I got to get one of those Urban Meyer nose shirts. Yeah. That's that's classic. I love that. I think those are sold out now. 
What is, how does that have anything to do with the story? It's a, it's a shirt that says Urban Meyer knows, which he does. He knows about Zach Smith rape, or he did abusing his wife. He his wife. Abusing his wife. He, yeah, he abused her. We don't know for sure if he knew or not. Um, I don't think he should be fired over Based any on of what this. you know. Over and, any of this. And I this don't is under investigation in, the honest- in Ohio State. And this will be the second investigation in under 10 years. Yeah, on Ohio the State first, with the NCAA. The first investigation was a complete classic thing. Well, I mean, you're just butthurt because Ohio State kills you every single year, and you can't. No investigations us. up in Madison. Yeah, because you guys don't have. Good they did, the NCAA should just live down in Columbus because they gotta investigate something every other five years. Every year, big football team, something happens. You're gonna have cracks in the every system. But Urban Meyer is a great guy. We, you know, we go out to him. We hope this we'll, thing we'll gets resolved. We'll talk about another one in 2022. We hope this thing Guaranteed. gets resolved, and we hope you know he's back coaching on the sidelines Guaranteed. in the fall, which I think he will be. And in the meantime, Ryan Day is serving as interim head coach. I have complete trust in him. You, complete trust in Shiano. What's he do? Ryan he was Day. the quarterback coach, uh, old coach at Indiana. I trust him. What did Indiana win? Yeah, I trust him. They beat you. I trust no, they him. Didn't. When's the last time Indiana beat I us? trust all those guys there <laughs> to figure this out. Ohio State's still going to have a great year, even if Urban Meyer leaves. Um, they have a lot of talent, and I don't think Urban Meyer's going to make or break that right now. Although I really wish he's okay and that they figure this out. But we're going to move now to the NFL. We're going to stick with our reviews. we got the Saints and the 49ers today. We're going to wrap this up next week, finishing off that NFC West. Uh, we're going to do the Saints today, 11-5 and last year. Uh, a team that two years ago everyone was calling for them, screaming for them to rebuild. They decided not to, and they kept you know, Peyton, they kept Breeze, and they had two of the best drafts in the last couple of years, picking up tons of talent, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Ryan... I can't pronounce his last name. The Wisconsin tackle. Ramchek. Ramchek. Uh, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams. A lot of talent, which has really helped this team grow. 11-5. and Offseason has not been great. They added a little bit of talent. They added Terrence West. They added Cameron Meredith, Demario Davis, Kirk Coleman. All four veteran guys who can contribute. Uh, but the biggest loss this year, they didn't lose a lot of talent. They lost Mark Ingram for the first four games. That's going to hurt. I don't think Terrence West is going to be able to fill a Mark Ingram size gap. Uh, but they had a decent draft. They, they traded away their first-round pick next year to the Packers so they could pick Davenport, who's a pretty raw pass rusher. And if he could be you know, pretty solid there, have, they have Cam Jordan, who's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. This team, I see them over being a little bit better than 11 and 5 taking over that south division cuz I think they have the best talent most talent in that in that division. Yeah, I think they're right there with the Falcons and the Panthers are a good team. Um and the Buccaneers are scrappy. Uh, I think this is a good good team. A good very good division. Uh but I think the Saints like you said I they're my favorite in this division. Drew Brees in my opinion is right behind Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, not that far. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in league history. Um, I think he gets better with years. It seems like um, he can throw. He get throws for almost 5,000 yards every single season. It's nuts. Um, I love Drew Brees. And I think the Saints can put him. Put. I think he can put the Saints on his shoulder. But now he's got some talent. I like Michael Thomas. Um, I like Alvin Kamara. Um, who's that corner from Ohio? Lattimore? Lattimore. Um, you know that rookie class from two years ago is turning out to be one of the best of. Uh, Best in a while from any team, and the Saints are really feeling that. 
I do think they. I think eleven and five and twelve and four is realistic for I them this season. Four. Um, I I would say they stay at eleven and five. They didn't get better, but they didn't get worse. And I think Drew Brees can carry this team, and they will definitely be contenders for the Super Bowl. The Saints are probably probably my second favorite team in the league. I would say, although I'm hoping for them to lose this year because we want that first-round draft pick for the Packers to be high. Uh, but this team has talent. I don't think Mark Ingram is going to hurt that much. I think it's going to hurt. I think they're, they'll lose maybe two out of the four first couple games here, but then they'll take off, and I think 12-4 and four is a solid record. Next team we're going to do is the 49ers. We're going to start with that AFC West, finish it out next week. NFC. NFC West. 6-10 uh, and 10 last year, but they did win the last five games. They're on a five-game winning streak right now. One of the hottest teams in the league at the end of the year last year, and that's all due to trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, which was a great move by the 49ers. Uh, he really came in there and provided some stability at quarterback, and I think he's going to be the guy there for a long time. Uh, they added Jarrett McKinnon. He's going to be that feature back now that they lost Carlos Hyde. I think McKinnon's a great addition. I think he's somebody who's been looking to be that feature back uh, somewhere for a long time, and now he has a shot, and I think he's going to take off. They added Richard Sherman, who, you know, obviously is training camp, but a couple of videos in training camp show him getting beat pretty badly uh, because that Achilles injury scares me. I don't think he's that same Richard Sherman, you know, that we saw a couple of years ago, but obviously some veteran, you know, presence there is going to help all those young guys grow. They took Dante Pettis in the draft. I really liked him out of Washington. Uh, they took Mike McGlicky in the first round because they need to stabilize that offensive line. Uh, but this team has talent. They really need Solomon Thomas, the first-round draft pick a couple years ago. They need him to step up. Uh, he didn't have a great year last year. But they got some good weapons with Pierre Garçon and Marquise Goodwin, who I really like. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not too high on Jimmy Garoppolo as some people are. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback. I mean, like you said, I think he's going to be the 49ers quarterback for a long time. But let's slow our roll a little bit. Um, and they won five straight. They did They did win five straight. He's a winner. He comes from New England. Um, he won some games. But you look at the touchdown-interception ratio, wasn't that great. Um, his completion percentage wasn't that great. But, you know, he did win games, and you got to give him credit. Um, but I think people are going to start to figure him out a little bit. Defense coordinators evolve. They evolve to Jimmy G. They'll they'll do the same. Uh, and I think they'll lose some games. I think they'll go through some growing pains this year. Um, but I think they'll be a very decent team. Like I said, with a lot of teams, not a team you want to play. You don't want to see the 49ers. But I think they're a very beatable team still. Um, you know, But they did add some weapons. I think McKinnon is a good running back. I don't think – I wasn't as high on him as some people were because um, he didn't come into form in Minnesota. Uh, but he'll be good with the 49ers. Um, I like some of the receivers they have. Um, they have a pretty decent defense. Um, I don't think Richard Sherman's going to be what people think he's going to be, and um, I think 7-9 is going to be my 49ers record. I have 8-8, eight eight, I think right there, 500. Uh, I think they'll be better than last year, obviously, and I, I could see them being a surprise playoff team, but we'll see. Um, got a couple more stories in the NFL to wrap up with. We got the first train, first game tonight preseason, uh, which is great to see. I think this was this is the first week of football for a long time now. We're going to have football games on every single week, which is great. Uh, we'll get to see Lamar Jackson tonight. Uh, Robert Griffin III is going to be playing. It's going to be an exciting game. Uh, and obviously any type of football, you know, we'll take. Um, but a story that came out out of Indianapolis, Jack Muhort, another Ohio State guy, uh, 26 years old, 
played for four years with the Colts. This is a pretty solid right guard. I think he's right guard. I know he's a guard. Um, but he's going to retire, I guess, four years in. Uh, this is obviously due to, you know, injuries, concussion issues. He doesn't want to be dealing with that down the road. Um, you're going to see more and more of this as these start to pop pop up. You know, Josh Perry, linebacker from Ohio State a couple years ago, he retired. Uh, he was about six years in, I think, into his career. You're the guy from oh, I can't read them. Wisconsin, uh, middle linebacker for the 49ers. He retired. Uh, you just see more and more of this coming out, and I think you're going to see more uh, as it goes. You know, guys just kind of make their money, uh, get enough to survive for their, you know, couple maybe a couple of years, not the rest of their lives. But uh, and then they just kind of retire because they don't want to deal with this, you know, CTE, these injuries. It's scary. It's very scary. People dealing with this type of stuff. Um, and you're going to see a lot more of this. And, you know, that sucks for the Colts. He was a really good, solid offensive line piece. And now they're left kind of reeling. Uh, I don't I don't know what happened in training camp if he got hurt. I didn't do much research on this. Uh, but if he didn't and he just kind of decided one day, he should have probably told the Colts he was thinking of doing this. Or maybe he did, and that's why they took Quentin Nelson. I don't know. But, uh, you're, like I said, you're going to see a lot more of this. And it's unfortunate, but I understand. It sucks for the Colts, though, because before Quentin Nelson – their offensive line was obviously horrible. And Jack Newhart was actually one of their decent, you know, better offensive linemen. So now they got Quentin Nelson, but they're kind of uh, drowning in the other places. Um, and they still have a, a, an offensive line that's probably still very, very mediocre, um, if not below mediocre. And that's not good for Andrew Luck, a quarterback who's coming back and needs to stay healthy. I think we all agree the Colts need Andrew Luck to stay healthy to win any type of game. Um, so this kind of hurts them. But... You know, it's sad to say, sad to see, um, and that's about it. Another injury news, Jordan Matthews released by the Patriots after injuring his hamstring. Uh, That's unfortunate. I guess he was having a pretty good camp. Uh, He'll get a flyer somewhere. I think the Patriots want Eric Decker, though. That's why they released uh, Jordan Matthews. Uh, It sucks to see, you know, a guy get injured and then, you know, you just cut him. Uh, But, you know, I think he'll get another spot. He's a talented young receiver in the league. Yeah, I, I like Jordan Matthews. Um, Packers met with him before he signed with the Patriots. Um, but, yeah, he will get another chance. Kind of sad to see. He's always had injury problems. That's kind of what's crippled him. Crippled him in uh, Philadelphia and crippled him in Buffalo. And, obviously, he didn't make the roster with the Patriots. So, that's still crippling him. But he's a good, good young receiver. If he can just stay healthy, a team's going to get a nice nice piece to their offense. And then you got Brandon LaFell. He got cut by the Bengals. Uh, second leading – he was their – Second lead, second leading receiver uh, last couple years. Uh, he's been a pretty good veteran last couple years. He's 31 years old. He wants to sign with a contender, uh, so I think that's why the Bengals cut him. Plus, they have Tyler Boyd, who I guess is having a pretty good camp. Um, and who's, who's the receiver they drafted? John Ross. John Ross is still around there. So. And they, yeah, so they want to see the younger guys, and I think he wants to go sign with a contender. So watch that. That's another name to watch for. Uh, he played with the Patriots. You could see that happening. I could see that happening. I think the Patriots are with Eric Decker, though. Um, but, you know, any type, you know, the Cowboys need a receiver badly. Um, Packers. Packers could, could take a flyer on him, but we'll see. Yeah, so that's it for NFL news, football news. We're going to move now to baseball, wrap up this crazy deadline. Uh, but before that, I wanted to remind you that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping services to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. 
Turn to Ace and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. Trust Ace for all your landscaping needs and you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.ace at gmail.com. Ace Lawn Service LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So I wrapped up. I did a lot of the moves with the deadline on Tuesday, but as soon as the show ended, you know, 17 other moves went through, uh, each one bigger than the last. Uh, so we'll just run through this couple takes here or there. Uh, but we'll start with Jonathan scope, went to the brewers, uh, all-star second baseman, shoot, shoot, whatever to the brewers, all-star second baseman for the Orioles, uh, last couple years, good move for the brewers. He's going to be moved to shortstop, right? Yeah. It's going to be kind of a put, it's going to be switching off. They can, uh, if for defense purposes, if we're up, uh, they might move Arcia back in and move Shoop over to second and take out Travis Shaw. But I think the main lineup to start games out will be Travis Shaw at second, Jonathan Shoop at short, and Moose at third. Uh, I like the move. Um, you're sacrificing defense for offense, which I'm okay with. Um, but you know, if they do get a lead, you know, we do have a gold glove uh, shortstop in Orlando Arcia, but he just doesn't have the offense yet. Uh, so it should be nice to see these veterans play in front of him. Um, and I'm so excited to see him. Shoup was, you know, like you said, he was an all-star shortstop or second baseman for the Orioles. And uh, our infield looked like one of the worst at the beginning of the year, but now it looks pretty, pretty impactful. Then former Brewer, former Indian John Axford went to the Dodgers. Really? Yeah, he's still around. He had, he had a pretty decent season. I forget where he was at, uh, but he's gonna provide some bullpen help there. More more bullpen help. Uh, Jake Dykeman went to the Diamondbacks. Uh, Brad Ziegler went to the Diamondbacks. They're looking for some help there. Uh, Brian Dozier went to the Dodgers. Uh, Wilson Ramos went to the Phillies. All Star uh, catcher uh, Leonis Martin to the Indians. Uh, I know a lot of Indians fans were kind of pissed about that. They wanted Bryce Harper. Uh, I really wanted Bryce Harper too. I would I would take Adam Jones too. Um, a couple guys out there. I know people. This isn't the glamour move, uh, and I understand why people are kind of mad because he's only he's batting 250. Uh, he'll platoon in center with Rajai Davis, and which I think is pretty solid right now. Um, but Martin is a really good defensive outfielder. He's got a little bit. He's doing a lot better with the bat. He's batting, I think, over 300 versus righties, which is really helpful because uh, Rajay Davis is good versus lefties. Um, so it's not the sexy move that the Indians fans wanted, but I think it's a move, you know, like a Jay Bruce, like a Coco Crisp, one of these guys who, you know, wasn't big coming in, but it's really going to help out in the playoffs. Um, well, you. I no, I wasn't looking at you. I was just waiting out to talk about what I had, but um. I, I thought a, a, a horrible team during this deadline was the Blue Jays. Um, I don't understand what they're doing. Uh, I think they're, you know, next, I know the Mets are just absolutely having issues right now, but yeah, we'll talk Blue, about that in a second. the Blue Jays don't make sense to me because Josh Donaldson's contract is expiring after this year. He's a 2015 AL MVP. I know he's not, you know, performing the way he was, but you still could have got a decent haul for Josh Donaldson. Something. I think I think it de- a contender definitely would have given you a little bit of a haul for Josh Donaldson. Now the off season's gonna come up. Donaldson's gonna more than likely walk because I w- wouldn't understand why he would re-sign with the Blue Jays. I think he's gonna walk, take a decent contract with a contender, and the Blue Jays are gonna be stuck not getting anything for the 2015 AL MVP. So I didn't understand. I thought they would get rid of him. You know, they got rid of Hap. But, you know, they just didn't get the haul that they need, and their farm system isn't there yet to rebuild. 
Um, so I thought the Blue Jays were a complete loser. I think another loser out to the Yankees. I know they really wanted starting pitching, and you know they ended up with Lance Lynn, who has an over five ERA. Uh, I know starting pitching was a lot out there, but they should have went, you know, for Hap or Archer or something like that. We'll talk about Archer in a second. He went to the Pirates. Um, I feel like they failed to get starting pitching, and that's going to hurt them. Um, another team I'd say is the Braves. I think the Braves, they made some good moves. They got Adam Duvall, but he's only batting 205. Um, the Braves have a really good young core, and they traded away Preston Tucker and Matt, Matt Weisler for Adam Duvall. Preston Tucker is a young outfielder. who's He's batting 260 right now, uh, and he has four home runs, not a lot of power. But I think he's a guy who could turn into a better outfielder than Adam Duvall. I think you're kind of putting all your chips in one basket. This team isn't ready to compete this year. They're going to go to the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to do much damage in the playoffs. And to get rid of a guy like that and then, you know, a couple good young starting pitchers, it, it doesn't make sense to me. But obviously you want to contend, but I just don't think they're ready to, and I don't think you should have blown all your chips on these guys like Adam Duvall, who is a good outfielder. He's just not the type of franchise-changing player that I think they need if they really want to contend this year. Yeah, I another one I think is uh, funny is um, the Cardinals. I love how the Cardinals are starting to sell uh, because I, I people thought they were going to win the NL Central, and now they became sellers at the deadline. Um, so I love that. I'm gonna call them a loser just because it's you know they were supposed to win a lot of games and now they're starting to fall apart. Some winners for me. This is I got two kind of crazy ones. I think the Orioles. I know they trade away a lot of talent, but they got rid of a lot of players and they got a lot back in return. We're not gonna go through who they got, but there's a lot of top prospects, a lot of international money now that they have to spend, which they had none of. I would say the only bad part is they, they didn't get rid of Adam Jones, which would have helped. Uh, they didn't get rid of Chris Davis, but no, nobody wants Chris Davis in his outrageous contract. But, I mean, they got rid of uh, Jonathan Scope. They got rid of Manny Machado. They got rid of Kevin Gossin. They got rid of uh, Britton. They got rid of Brad Brock. And you can just go down and down the list. They got rid of a lot of, you know, they're in their full rebuild mode now, which I think is clear. Uh, they needed to do that. So I think they wanted the deadline. They got a lot back for getting rid of a lot of those bad contracts. Uh, a winner for me was the Phillies. Um, I loved Estrubal Cabrera. I wanted the Brewers to get him. I mean, he's hit 18 home runs for the Mets this year. Um, I thought that was definitely a winner. They also got Wilson Ramos uh, from the Rays. Uh, he's he's hurt right now, but I think the Phillies won, and they got some power in their lineup. Um, and that lineup is kind of scary now. Another winner for me, I have to say the Pirates. The Pirates were a surprising team coming into this. Nobody expected, everyone expected them to kind of sell, but they've been performing a little bit above what people thought for the whole year, and now they're they're just going to go all in. They got Chris Archer, one of the best young pitchers in the league. Um, they got the closer from the uh, Rangers, who's under contract for the next couple years. This team acquired some pretty good pieces, uh, and now that rotation is young, and it's pretty good. I know Truman's not a Pirates guy, but that's a pretty good rotation. That bullpen is one of the top ones now in baseball with the, the one-two punch of Vasquez and uh, Kel from the Rangers. I don't think that's how you pronounce his last name. This lineup's a little, little shaky, but they have Josh Harrison, a veteran. They got Bell, who's a good young player. Cervelli's a good player. So I think the Pirates, you know, everyone expected them to sell. But I think they're ready to contend this year. I think they could sneak in to get a wild card spot. And, you know, they're set up. I think Archer's under contract for next year. Um, and I think this is a good, uh, some good moves for them. 
And I think they're set up now for the next couple years. I don't know. I just feel like they... So since Archer's under control, I believe, until 2021. Yeah, I mean... So he's under control for a while. And um, the Kel guy, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, he's under control 2022, 2023 or something like that. So I think that's where the Pirates did the move. But for now, uh, I mean, I don't really see them having a true shot at contending. I don't um, I think they have the a shot Brewer, at the wild card. The Brewers and Cubs are, you know, obviously the, the class of the NL Central night. right now. And uh, I just feel like they they do have an outside shot for the second wild card spot. Um, but the Braves look good. The Diamondbacks look good. So I don't know. It's going to be tough. But I think they did make some good moves at the deadline. Uh, my last winner, I'd say the Dodgers. Machado, Dozier. Dozier. Um, I like that move. Then they got Axford, bullpen help. This team kind of underperformed. This lineup now is pretty scary if you look at it. Uh, you know, you got Dozier, Machado, Turner, uh, Bellinger, uh, Puig. Uh, it's just a pretty solid lineup now, up and down Muncie. Uh, and then you got the starting pitching, which is great. And then the bullpen, which is now pretty solid. So I think they're ready to contend. They were kind of underperforming, but I think they're ready now to, you know, make a pretty deep run in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's the Dodgers. At the beginning of the season when they were struggling, we all kind of saw it coming that they would all come up, and uh, now they're con- a true contender for the World Series. Yeah. And then, last story, we have the Mets, which we think should just do a weekly segment on, you know, the Mets, because it's, it's just a mess over there in New York. They lost 25-4 to versus the Nationals. They had Jose Reyes pitching. This this is a mess. This whole organization is a mess, top to bottom. I think... Mickey Calloway is a solid manager. No, stop saying they that. They just doesn't have talent. Stop saying He has no talent. That. He has no talent. He had talent at the beginning of the season. Who? Estrubo Cabrera, Cespedes. Estrubo Cabrera is your best hitter. Then that's He's a got problem. a great starting rotation. The Grom and Syndergaard. Yeah, I mean, they, they have good pieces. But, I mean, they were give, he was given, what, Adrian Gonzalez, old. Jose Reyes, old. Estrubo Cabrera, old. This, this just hasn't had much. I don't know. Something's wrong. I I don't understand how you can defend the manager just because he was in the I like Mickey Calloway. I think he's well, a good manager. I don't think he's got much longer. Um, I don't. He's not going to be fired. After he should this be. Year. I I think the Mets ownership should be done. I think they should just completely rebuild. And they didn't do a good job at selling at the dead. I don't know how you don't do a good job at selling. Um, but this team is like what three years removed from the World Series? Yeah. It's just, and, you know, they haven't – they don't have the worst record in the league. Uh, I think, you know, I think the Orioles and the Royals yeah, are competing for that. Um, but, you know, I, I, at least the Orioles played it smart. Like you said, um, the Royals played it smart as well. You know, they got some pieces. I don't think the Mets got pieces. They still have not that good of a farm system. Um, and I you'd expect them why, – why aren't they getting rid of DeGrom? Why aren't they getting rid of Syndergaard? Why aren't they getting rid of some of these players? And it doesn't make sense to me, and I think the Mets are in big trouble for the future. I like that they keep they kept Degrom. I wouldn't Degrom's I think is a franchise changing player, and in a couple years they're going to start to slowly put this thing back together. It's going to be a lot easier with guys like Syndergaard. It's going to take a little bit more in a couple years. But it's going to help a lot more if you have a guy like Syndergaard and a guy like Degrom. But they they got to stay healthy. That's the biggest problem I think. That's why the Mets collapsed. This starting rotation has just not been healthy. I mean, they had guys like Wheeler, Mats, Harvey, you know, DeGrom and Syndergaard. That's five good names right there, and it's just they just can't stay healthy. And Harvey's got issues, but he's, he's put it back together in Cincinnati. But uh, that's it for baseball. 
Uh, we're going to do now what would have happened. Uh, we got to move a little bit quickly because we got a lot of questions sent in by the viewers. Um, what would have happened if the Patriots didn't draft Tom Brady? We're going to go through this kind of quick. I know we could dive deep into this. This is some. This was a life, a franchise-changing, NFL-changing move that the Patriots made. And it's obviously been quite successful for them, taking Tom Brady in the sixth round. But what would have happened if they didn't do that? I, I don't think Tom Brady, let's say he would have been picked by... The Bengals. Bengals. Some some weird team. I don't think he'd be Tom Brady that he is today. No, he wouldn't. You're right. Uh, and I don't think Belichick would be Belichick. If I think other. Belichick would be Belichick. I think the Patriots would have picked up someone else, another quarterback. I think Bledsoe would have won them a Super Bowl. Um, and They wouldn't have five. They wouldn't have five, but I think they'd have, you know, a couple here or there. Uh, but, you know, I think Brady just meshed really well with Belichick's system. Um, that's why they won five. And I don't think Brady would be the GOAT, which no. he's not. But, you know, some people I say he is. I think he'd be is. a decent starter. I don't think he would I think want. he'd be a decent backup. You don't think he would be starting at all? No. I honestly, I am so hardcore set that Brady would not be anything close to who he is without Belichick and the Patriots. Look, just look at his body. Look at the way he looks. He just not doesn't look like the type of guy that would be winning five Super Bowls. Yeah, I think, like I said, I don't, th- I don't think Belichick would be Belichick without Brady, and I don't think Brady would be Brady without Belichick. Um, Belichick's a good coach, had a good system, but I think Tom Brady, like you said, fit that system perfectly. Uh, and it would have taken a couple years for them to put it together, I think. Um, and I don't think Tom Brady would be anything without Belichick. Uh, but you never know. We could dive into this really deep, you know, how this would have impacted everybody. But... The NFL landscape would have been a lot different than what it is today if uh, Belichick never took Brady in the sixth round uh, in 2000. Uh, and do you think he probably didn't probably didn't think anything of it? Like he probably just picked Brady. Oh, I could get this quarterback in here. You know, see yeah, what I he mean, can do. Yeah, if, if, if Belichick knew Brady was going to be Brady, he would have picked him a lot further, a lot earlier than the sixth yeah. round. Um, but that's it for that. We're going to move now to question and answer. We've got a couple questions sent in. But before that, I want to remind you that our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. Uh, D's Home Cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, D's Home Cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. Every time you go to the shop, you're going to get a professional, solid haircut. The cuts get better every single time because Dee's is always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. You can find Dee's Home Cuts on Twitter at Dom's Home Cuts or Instagram where you can set up an appointment really easily. Uh, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. Dee's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So we've got a couple questions sent in. Uh, Jake Ryan, Packers starting second uh, starting middle linebacker uh, from Michigan. Solid young player. Blew out his knee. Torn ACL out for the year. Uh, people are asking us, you know, what's our thoughts on that? It's a huge blow for the Packers because they drafted Oren Burks, who's a safety linebacker hybrid, more of a linebacking type. Uh, and I don't think they expected him to step up this soon, but he's going to have to. And I think he can. I think he's athletic enough to be a good coverage linebacker. Um, he's not going to, you know, stuff the run like Blake Martinez does, but he is a good pass coverage linebacker. Should Gutenkais go out there and get a veteran? Yeah, I think so. There's some pretty solid names out there. Cushing, Bowman, uh, Carlos Dansby's out there. There's some solid names out there. But 
I think I know Guttenkeis wants to let the line the younger guys step up, which I think is a good move for right now. See what you got in the first couple preseason games, and then go out and get a linebacker. Yeah, I just don't understand. I mean, like if you picked up Dan's, if you picked up uh, uh, Bowman, Cushing, you know. What is, what's that going to hurt? You pick up a veteran and, okay. Cushing suspended the first couple games. I, I, well, I don't think Cushing's the way to go. I think, yeah, I like Bowman, Bowman and uh, Dansby are the guys I like. But, like, what's the hurt? Okay, Oren Bur- Burks looks really, really good, so let's start Oren Bur- Burks. Oh, but, you know, they still have Dansby and Bowman to at least quarterback the guys and coach them up. Dansby and Bowman? Bo- no, one or the other. But you, you have one or the other to help coach them up. So I think right now would be the best time to go out there and get a linebacker. Um, if I'm Gutenkist, um, but you know, Oren Burks, like you said, he's an impressive player. I love the pick. He's more of a pass coverage linebacker. Jake Ryan, he's definitely, Oren Burks is definitely more athletic than Jake Ryan, but Jake Ryan's a great tackler. More of a linebacker. More of a linebacker. Oren Burks is more of a hybrid, uh, but he will be better in the pass coverage, which we need. Tight ends always kill us. So I'm excited to see what he can do, but if I'm the Packers, I'm going out and getting a veteran just in case. I'm taking the week if I'm the Packers, and I'm seeing what the other younger guys can do. I know there's a couple undrafted guys who've had pretty good camps. Uh, Obviously, the loss of Joe Thomas to the Cowboys, I think that hurts a lot right now um, because he was the kind of guy who, if he stepped in for Jake Ryan, there really wasn't that much of a difference. Um, I don't think Jake Ryan losing him is a killer to this team. I think Mike Pettin's a good enough coordinator. Now it's early enough that you lost him that where he can kind of figure it out over the next couple weeks. So I think you see what you have in the younger guys, Oren Burks, and then you make a decision based on that. And you got a pretty good, solid middle linebacker with Blake Martinez uh, to kind of cover up. You led the uh, NFL in tackles last year. Yeah, so I mean, if you move, I don't want them to move Clay Matthews to the inside. I know he doesn't want to be, but I mean, that's always an option if things don't work out early in the season. Uh, they've done that before, but we'll see. Uh, another question we got was Trevor Bauer. was on Trevor Bauer. Uh, what's What are our thoughts with his Cy Young contention? Uh, we'll run through the numbers real quick before we uh, talk about this. Uh, he's six in the entire MLB in ERA, not very far behind other guys. He's a 2.34 ERA. Third in the whole league with strikeouts, about 10 behind the leader, Scherzer, uh, with 195. He's number one in the league in innings pitched. He's pitched 153.2 innings. So I had started into the year, being of the year. I said, bold prediction, Trevor Bauer wins the Cy Young. He's right at the perfect spot to capture it. Chris Sale's the, probably the favorite in the AL. He's hurt. He's going to miss about two to three starts. That's going to help Trevor Bauer out a lot. Um, I was made fun of for predicting, bold prediction, that Trevor Bauer wins the Cy Young. I was made fun of. I was, my name was dragged through the mud because I made that prediction. But it's, I think it's the best prediction we've made so far in this entire show. He's been one of the best pitchers all year. He was an all-star. Wasn't even projected to be an all-star. He became an all-star. He's had a great year. He's in the Cy Young contention. And Truman's sweating over there a little bit thinking that, oh, this might be right. Uh, I think Chris Sale is a pretty damn good pitcher. And I like how you run through to the numbers. Oh, he's number one in innings pitched. What That's the hell huge. does that do? That's huge. No. Yes, why, mean, no. why is why is he sixth in ERA? Why is he third in strikeouts? Okay, he's six, got the most innings don't pitched. Don't think, don't say six in ERA like that's a bad thing. He has a 2.34 ERA. That's pretty damn good. Okay, but what I'm saying six. So there's guys better than him. Yeah, a couple guys better. Some of them are in the in the NL. Um, and you know Chris Sale's the leader in ERA right now, but Chris Sale's hurt. 
He's on the DL. He's going to lose two to three starts. Trevor Bauer, this is he's time for him to lose two in. to three starts, and guess what? He's going to keep the same year, right? And I, I like Chris Sale. I Indians destroy him every year, so he's not much of a threat to me. But uh, I think Trevor Bauer, you got to give me credit for this. Calling this at the beginning of the year was crazy, and it's worked out so far. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, it's true. I mean, you're you're already saying that it's happening. I don't think it's going to happen. So, why? But he's in contention. Okay, well, let's let it see it happen. Okay, but you gotta give me a little bit of props right no, now. I, I don't mean, give a crap. You said he was gonna win. You never said he was gonna be close. He's in the so let's see if he contention. Okay, he's in contention. Let's see if he wins. Uh, last uh, two more questions we got. Can the Bulls compete this year? Uh, I'm not sure what the viewer was talking about with compete. I mean, what do you mean compete for a title? No, they're not gonna win the title. Go to the title. Go to the championship game. No. In terms of playoff spot, yeah, I think they could get in a playoff spot. People stay healthy. Bagley, uh, the Oh, what's that guy? I can't. Bag. They took Bagley or Carter. Carter. They took Carter. I yeah, went with Carter. Two Duke guys. Uh, Levine, uh, Markadin, I think his name is mm-hmm. uh, the Finland guy. Yeah. That they took a couple that they took last year. Had a pretty solid year. Chris Dunn's pretty solid. If this team can stay healthy, though, that's the big deal. I think they get a playoff spot. Maybe if, at best fourth fourth seed at worst. You know, I think they, they yeah, they don't make the playoffs. They just gotta stay healthy. Um, Jabari, love Jabari, him. I forgot about love Jabari. him to death. If he stays healthy, he's a good player. I don't. The Bulls are gonna have him at the three. Um, he's not a three. He's not athletic enough to be a three. Um, but I think ev- I think eventually they'll move him to the four once they realize that's not his position anymore. Um, but you know, if they stay healthy, like I said, Jabari Parker, Levine, Dunn, Markinen, Carter. That's a nice core they got. I think they can definitely get a playoff spot, but uh, I, I think I think they're a scrappy team. Yeah, that I don't know what play. compete means. They're not winning the title. They're not going to the championship this year. Warriors, Rockets, Celtics are really in. Maybe the 76ers are really the only teams that could be competing. This oh, are year. you serious? You're not gonna say the Bucks? Competing for a title? Yes. There's no way in hell the Bucks win the title this year. They they can, they're competing for the Eastern Conference. They're not, not oh my None God. of those teams in the East are competing for a title because we all know the Warriors are going to win the title. I think the Celtics. You think the Warriors? You think the are, Celtics and 76ers can beat the Warriors? No, I think they're better than the Bucks though. I think. I think they can. I think the Bucks right, are well, top four in the East to compete for. Bucks haven't won a playoff se- playoff series in okay. seven years. Well, LeBron's out of the East. That doesn't mean shit. They didn't play LeBron the last couple years. They've never LeBron's played LeBron in the playoffs. Out of the East. They never played LeBron in the playoffs. Yes, they did. When? When he was with Miami. Okay, that was what. Six years ago, before Giannis. Um, so, we're going to move on now. Last question we got. Josh Gordon, still not reporting to training camp. Reports are, I guess, he really doesn't want to be on Hard Knocks. He's training in Florida. I guess he just really doesn't want to be featured on Hard Knocks, which is kind of understandable, I guess. Uh, and that, I guess that's why he's stepping away. Should Browns fans be concerned? No. I think Josh Gordon will be back once the cameras leave. Uh, I think he's in talks with the Browns. They know what's going on. They're, they're not concerned. If they were really concerned, I think Des Bryant would have been signed by now. Uh, so, no, I wouldn't be concerned at all with Josh Gordon. No, I wouldn't be concerned because he's when, health, when healthy off the weed, he's probably one of the top three most talented player in the league. So, if he's not playing, be worried. But, you know, I think the reports are he's going to be playing. So, don't be worried until he says he's not. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be concerned. Uh, if they, if we really was a big concern, Des Bryant would have been signed already. Uh, you know, it's Thursday and he's still, there's no more talks about that. So I wouldn't be concerned. 
But that's it for our show today. Keep sending those questions in. I want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, we ask that you go on to iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, tune in on 12 Ounce tomorrow from 12 to 1. Listen to us on YouTube if you're an Android guy. Uh, follow us on Twitter or Instagram at TNT Sports Talk 12. Send us your questions you want answered, your comments if you want to be a guest, what we did good, what we did bad, what you want to see more, what you want to see less of. Anything could help. Uh, no, have a great day. Tune in on Tuesday. We got a couple guests lined up for next week. We didn't have any guests on this week because we are going to Wisconsin tonight, so we didn't have time to really get a guy going on because we didn't know what time we are going to be out there. But we're going to be at Packers training camp. Uh, we'll give you some reports from there. Uh, we'll be there on Friday all day. We'll be at the Brewers game on Saturday. Um, so we'll give you those experiences when we get back. But it's going to be exciting to watch you know, training camp and see how this whole – defenses come together and how they're going to fill the gap with Jake Ryan. And how about the... I know you're excited to see the Brewers. Like, I know you're excited to see that uh, infield. Uh, who, who As a baseball playing? fan, you're excited. You're ex- uh, the Rockies. Okay. Good I, like the, I like the Rockies. I'll be yeah, you're excited. Okay. Um, but that's it. Have a great day and tune in on Tuesday. Okay. Go Packers. <laughs>